Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Today we're going to take a look at what's been happening in the market trade. Of course, no surprise that coronavirus continues to be talked about. We'll also look at what's going to happen with the world banks. What sort of simulation are they going to be able to put into this marketplace? We've had weakness in the dollar. Also, the cheaper real. How are those two competing against each other, especially when it comes to exports? And we'll take a look at what's happening within the dairy industry as well, as we're joined today by Sean Hackett with Hackett Financial Advisors. And, and Sean, let's start with that coronavirus. It continues to have an effect, continues to see a lot of talk about in this market trade? Well, we do. And, and, you know, I mean, some news stories are um, not justified in the reaction. Some news stories are justified. I mean, clearly, I think the markets are reacting probably the way they ought to right now, throwing some caution in. We know from the SARS that we had in 2003, other disease outbreaks like the Spanish flu in 1918, there's an economic impact at least a three, six-month economic impact, um, and there will be an impact to what was expected to be normal trade demand for various commodities, including agriculture. So that right now is what the market is trying to price in. Um, and, and, of course, it, it's an evolving story. Every day we're hearing more about what's happening and what might be the solutions to it all. But for now, you know, this is a, this is a discovery in place, and it probably hasn't run its course yet. Susan, I think we have probably you know, more downside risks uh, as Asian uh, markets open up next week. Remember, they've kind of been on holiday on shutdown, and they haven't had a chance to sell um, this news, and, and they're probably going to come in selling next week that may cause some additional ancillary selling here. So just have to be, be patient and mindful to let this process work itself out for a little bit. Well, as you look at the what really has been doom and gloom for many, as we see it across the, across the world, we know that the Chinese New Year, some areas were talking about extending for a few days in hopes to keep this all in check. That means folks aren't spending money. They're not out there making those purchases. Do we see some stimulation maybe coming into the market from the World Banks? Well, no, no doubt that the World Bank, the central banks of the world, the governments of the world are looking at this lost demand from China. And, of course, everything's connected, right, Susan? I mean, they lose, lose demand out of China. It impacts industries in Thailand, which impacts industry. Finally, it comes down and impacts U.S. corporations. And so I would have to believe there's going to be an aggressive uh, additional money printing and potentially fiscal stimulus um, efforts put in place by governments around the world. I think they're going to coordinate, Susan, to try to help kind of be the, the counter weight to this whole thing and keep things in, at bay um, while we're trying to figure out what the worst case scenario is. And so that probably is going to provide some some counter trading, some, some potential bounces in markets when we start getting more clear indication of how aggressive they're going to be with that. So that would be something to look out for. Maybe one of the reasons why the U.S. dollar has been weaker the last couple of days. Uh, maybe it's anticipating some news next week. Well, you look at that weakness in the dollar. Can we see a turnaround maybe next week, or is this going to be something that's going to kind of set the tone as we start uh, the month of February? I, I think we're probably going to have some follow-through, Susan, because I think the Asian markets, as they open up post or holiday, they're going to see some selling that might infect us for a little while longer. But I don't think the authorities, central banks, and governments are going to wait too much longer to take some swift action. So we might see some kind of a rebound later next week um, as, as we start getting some of this counter 
stimulus coming in to try to you know try to offset this for a little bit. So I think probably a little more follow through selling next week than maybe some kind of a relief bounce later next week. With the real, we know that it has been cheaper than the U.S. dollar. Is that going to continue to have a hindrance on our export possibilities? Well, right now, Brazil is kind of out of the market. Um, you know, they kind of sold all their corn and sold all their soybeans that they were able to sell. In fact, in some cases, they oversold. Um, so they're not really in a position to sell corn or sell soybeans right now. Um, they will later on in the spring, but right now they're kind of out of the market. So I think at least at this point, the good news is they're probably not going to be big competitors with us, even with a weakening Royale. We're still going to have a shot at getting some business, getting some sales on the books, so long as the buyers aren't fearful of doing so during this period of a canola virus. So I think for now, it's probably going to be not as impactful as if it happened late spring. What are your thoughts on, on what's been happening in South America? We know that harvest is getting underway in the northern part of Brazil. Have you heard any um, ideas or, or numbers that might be coming out of the fields? Some of the numbers we're hearing on soybeans, is it appears to be maybe a little bit better uh, than one was expecting. Um, obviously, second crop corn um, you know, is being planted now. The first crop corn we know was pretty bad, but the, the bulk of the corn production comes from second crop. But certainly soybean yields do appear to be a little better than expected, and some of the estimates have been raised. Um, and, and that's probably some of the reason why there's been additional weakness in soybeans beyond you know, the fear of lost Chinese demand because of the virus. Export numbers. Um, I know we talked about it briefly, but I, I was just reading up here a little bit ago that South Korea made a purchase of some U.S. corn. Any other exciting numbers coming out? Well, I mean, there are going to be other buyers for you know for U.S. corn, and, and, and other people need it. Uh, it's just it's just the question of how aggressive or how willing are those other trading partners going to be willing to uh, trade right now if if they're really concerned about what their demand profile might look like. So. I'm not sure we're going to be seeing too many surprises. I just, we just hope, I just hope, you know, that we just kind of keep demand kind of going, at least consistently going at some middle level until we can get a clearer picture. But I wouldn't expect any dramatic surprises to the upside of exports right now. I think everyone's going to be pretty conservative for a little while. And keeping those uh, bin doors closed pretty tight, too. I think so. You know, I think we're just, we're, I hate to use the term lockdown, though, because that's what we keep hearing about what's going on in China. But I think, for the moment, everyone is sort of in lockdown mode. Everyone's just going to say, let's just sit tight and, and see what's going on here. We've, everybody's just waiting and watching and listening, get a clearer picture about what's really going on because we're, we're bombarded with so much information every day. It's hard to actually discern what's the truth and what's some over-exaggeration here. All right. Well, stick around, folks. We've got more coming up. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. As we continue the conversation with Sean Hackett, and I love, I wish, Sean, sometimes folks could hear the conversation that we have during the commercial break because you're right. Uh, we've had so much doom and gloom from limit down trades to just negativity in the grain markets. But I think you said it well. This, this is not a forever deal. The demand we have lost in the nearby will come back multiplied and kind of expand on what you were saying to me during the commercial break. Well, we look at the SARS uh, uh, outbreak that took place in 2003. It was a six-month event. It absolutely hurt demand. In fact, we lost three percentage points of GDP from China during that period of time. But look at the Spanish flu from 1918 to 1919. Their primary uh, problem with demand was six to nine months. 
But in each instance, and there's other instances, but in each instance, the demand that was lost, this hunkering down, this lockdown mode that everyone is in, once it was determined that we got our hands around it, then this demand was unleashed into the marketplace and everybody not only bought what they needed today, but they bought what they should have bought yesterday and we had a massive, massive rebound in demand post, you know, disease control um, scenario. And so there is a really, really sizable snapback reversal of this negative pattern that will be out there later this year into 2021. And that is something everyone should be looking forward to and also positioning for, especially if you're in the livestock business or you're on the buy side of a lot of these ag markets, don't lose sight of the fact that there's an opportunity to buy here. You know, this is not going to last years upon years. This is six to nine months of some, some difficulty, and then we come out of it hot, fast, and heavy. So. The other thing that you talked about, and I know that we had talked about it earlier this week on the Fontenelle Final Bell, was the Bloomberg announcement in regards to a vaccine. And obviously there's more research that needs to be done in regards to African swine fever. But in again, the long term, there's some good positive benefits that will come both to the grain and the livestock producer from this. Right. I mean, obviously the hog market viewed it negatively on top of the virus uh, demand concerns. But when we really think about it, even if everything goes well and they're ready to launch this next year, it does nothing to change the overall scarcity of, of you know, pork supplies globally for the next 12 to 18 months. And so we should get a wild snapback rally in hog prices once the, the panic subsides. At the same time, if everyone starts getting optimistic in China and everybody gets optimistic in Asia that, that this is going to be solved, and they all go out wanting to rebuild those herds, get those piglets, piglets going, start feeding those animals, boy, the demand depression that we've been suffering from over the last 12 to 18 months will be a demand renaissance for 2021. And so there's a really exciting demand side story post-virus and post-administration of ASF vaccine for 2021. And that really is an exciting um, uh, outlook that people should not lose sight of, that there's plenty of hope beyond the very short-term negativity that's out there. And and so you should be looking forward to that as, as an ag producer, as a guy in the ag trade. And it's not all lost. It's just temporarily a bump in the road. As we look at the Class 3 milk and, and the dairy industry in general, we saw some numbers on a Friday that were slightly to the negative, but really kind of wanted to get your feel as to what you're seeing right now for our dairy producers. Well, we had this big rally last year, Susan, as you know, we talked about in your program several times. We had a kind of a really, really poor year for milk production in the U.S. due to poor pricing. Then we had some weather problems in New Zealand due to cold and wet and then some drought here in the last uh, month. And and, and we, we, we kind of moved that class three price up to $20 and we've had kind of a significant setback of a couple of dollars in the nearby price uh, as the market always, you know, trades weather and then it moves, moves beyond. And so where we think we are right now is that we're moving into away from worrying about New Zealand and we're moving towards worrying about U.S. and production out of the EU as we move into our peak seasonal production in the spring. Everything says to us we're going to have pretty good production, uh, production above what we really need, and that the concerns or the, the pullback in Chinese demand that's stemming from this virus that probably will be in place for the next, let's say, three to six months means we're probably going to see some softening markets at least into the springtime. And that's been a forecast for a while, but this actually accentuates that likelihood that we're going to see a further weakening in price into the spring before we might dig our heels in and, and look for some better pricing later on in the year. So 
probably the best is behind us. Why don't you still get some, some sales on the books if they have some near-term needs and, and you know, kind of brace for, for a setback into the spring before we might, you know, reach a low point. So we don't think the correction in U.S. dairy prices is over yet. We think has probably further run and the virus just accelerates that process. And finally, on the hogs, we know that they've had their struggles this week. Yeah, you know, it's just a perfect storm. You know, you get the virus that you worry about trade stopping, uh, you know, the Chinese stopping their trade of, of U.S. pork for a little while, um, and, and then you have this vaccine that, you know, obviously says that this problem is going to be potentially solved. The best way for folks to get a hold of you, Sean? Our website is Hackett, H-A-C-K-E-T-T, advisors.com. Lots of good information on there, Susan. Thanks so much. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options involve substantial risk of loss and are not suitable for all investors. That is a Fontenelle Final Bell brought to you by Fontenelle and all the local dealers on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.